Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Fit Literate. And thanks for tuning into this Energy Bite mini-sode. This is Laura. I'm so excited to be sitting down to chat with you today. This uh, has been much less intimidating as it is now my second solo episode. So (laughs) I was a little less freaked out about sitting down in front of the mic today. But I'm excited to chat with you. We're going to keep this a little short today because honestly, I think that what I have to say is not as valuable as uh, maybe your own internal feedback after this episode. And that sounded really cryptic, but I I think it'll make sense in about mm, 10 minutes. We'll see. So today we are talking about how to find your why or just finding your why, which we mentioned uh, two weeks ago in our how to start mini. So this was a crucial step, but I think it's a step that deserves a little more attention from us. So let's let's walk through this together, shall we? So first of all, I do want to say that I think the idea of finding your why has become a bit of a buzzword in the self-improvement, growth, wellness, health, whatever space. You know, it's one of those things where you say it so much that it starts to <laughs> it starts to sound meaningless. The words don't the words don't word anymore. So, but I do think it's important. I do think it is a worthy thing to do if you are trying to grow, if you are trying to change. Again, all of these really, really vague but worthy words. So I want to encourage you to always focus on the why and not the how or the what or the when when you are deciding what you want to do with your one precious life, with your too short time on this earth, uh, with your goals and your dreams and your desires, all of that. Um, To me, the idea of finding your why and acting in accordance with that is about committing to yourself. It's about being a, a good supportive member of your own team. And it's about releasing some of your plans, right? It's about being able to change tactics uh, to achieve that why without holding on quite so tightly to um, what we're going to do to get there. To me, this is the biggest difference between operating from a fear and shame-based perspective or a love-based perspective, right? Are we operating off a list of shoulds, um, of expectations from other people, whether they're real or perceived, from external motivation, uh, or are we operating from a place of intrinsic motivation, from uh, our own values, our own core beliefs, um, the things that we align with. And that's that's getting a little woo-woo for my taste, but I do think that is important to like just general long-term happiness, motivation, whatever you want to call it, purpose, right? So I'm no philosopher, but if we want to, if we want to get into our life's purpose, we're going to have to start with why. (laughs) All right. And I won't, I won't wax poetic anymore. I have a list of questions for you today. Now, not all of these questions will work for you, uh, nor should they, but these are some things that I like to think about when I'm trying to articulate what my why is. So number one, super simple. What do I like to do? 
not necessarily what have people told me I'm good at, not what is what am I experienced in, what am I trained in, what am I expected to do, what do I actually enjoy? I think joy is one of the most undervalued resources. And I don't think you need to be, you know, happy-go-lucky, in love with your work all the time. I think work is allowed to still be work and you are allowed to be a person. But what do you enjoy? Do you know? There is a time in my life where I definitely could not have answered that question for you. So again, what do I like to do? Number two, when do I feel the most myself? This is another tough one. (laughs) When do I feel the most me? What am I doing? Who am I with? What am I working on? What am I working towards? What role have I taken on? When do I feel the most in tune with me? Number three. Now these are starting to get a little tricky. Sorry. Number three. What did I like to do as a child? Do I still do that? Do I still participate in that? in any capacity, even if it looks different. What did I like about that then? When did I stop liking it or when did I stop doing it? Number four, what would my eight-year-old self want me to be doing right now? This question, well, as we go along with these questions, you can probably tell these are getting a little bit more personal to me, so I hope I'm not showing my butt too much here. But I think this question is sort of twofold, because to a certain extent, what my eight-year-old self would want me to be doing, that hits me right in the heart, right? I know what that is. I know what those dreams were. I know what those dreams still are. I know where I've strayed for that or where I've adhered to that or what path that childhood um vision of my adult self, what path that's kept me on and whether that served me or not. But I think that the other side of this question is, did your eight-year-old self really care, right? My eight-year-old self wanted to be the president of the United States and a ballerina and a mermaid and an international spy. Like, I know a lot more about the world now than I did when I was eight or when I was 12 or when I was 16 or when I was 20 or yesterday. I know more about the world and myself now more than ever. So I think this is, again, a twofold question and that we can choose to honor that answer. We can choose to find value in that childhood self. And we can also actually take a look at that in the face for what it is. And if maybe you're holding on to any any bad feelings of any kind, my predominant one is always guilt. But if you're holding on to something that's a decision that was made for you by a version of you that knew less about you than you do now, is that serving you? Just something to think about. Number five, what do I want to be doing at 80 years old? Uh, This is a tough one. This is a big, big, big zoom out. And you can pick an age that speaks to you a little bit more. For me, when I think about 
80-year-old Laura. Um, you know, I think about maybe a quieter time in my life after I've built everything that I'm going to build and, and maybe I'm enjoying a retirement, enjoying the family that I've constructed, um, enjoying giving less of a fuck about what other people think of me. Hopefully I will learn that by then. But what do I want to be doing at 80 years old? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I want my life to look like? What kind of life do I want to be able to look back at? And with that comes along my sixth and final question. So serious. Which is what would my 80 year old self want me to know now? And I got to be honest, I think if you're going to answer one question on this list, this is perhaps the most important one. I am not great at maintaining a meditation practice, but anytime that I have been, the thing that's been most insightful, um, that's really resonated with me is any idea of a future self meditation or just a, you know, thoughtfulness exercise, whatever you want to call it. What would my future self want me to know if I could sit down with them, if she could sit across from me and, you know, hold my hands and look me in the eyes and tell me how it all turns out? Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. But what would she say to me? What would she want me to know in this moment right now? What what would she genuinely be worried about? Like (laughs) the all the silly little things that you know drive me nuts day to day that I hyper fixate on or that seem like the biggest deal in the moment what what is going to matter all those decades from now when I can sit down and have you know the the blessing of hindsight to know what was truly important and to be honest I often feel like we can look ahead (laughs) And know what that person would say because that that person is us, right? We know deep down what is important to us. I think we carry a lot less shame looking back in hindsight about things we might have done to get our needs met, about paths we tried that didn't end up where we thought they would, about, you know love and effort and energy that we gave away and that maybe in the moment we looked at as a a lost cause or just a loss in general, a wasted time. I think when we look back with kinder eyes, the things that we wanted become clearer and the, the ways that we have searched for those things and the ways that we are able to give ourselves love and affection and attention and purpose and support and motivation even you know I think looking looking back with the kinder eyes of the future is always um always elucidating is that a word good god (laughs) I'm a lot nicer to 16 year old Laura now in my head as 26 year old Laura than I was at 16 and even than I was at 18. So I can only imagine that 80 year old Laura, if she could talk to me now, would know exactly what I need to hear. And to me, uh, to relate this back to health and fitness, because maybe that's what you're here for, maybe not, maybe you just wanted some company and I appreciate that more than you know. But if I look at the 
tasks I've taken on, um, the things that are, you know, maybe not the most enjoyable thing in the moment, uh, but that I am implementing into my life for long-term benefits, my exercise uh, routine, uh, the ways that I rest and recover my body, my uh, nutrition habits, how I take care of myself in those ways. Um, For me, and hopefully for you, the goal of all of those care activities is to preserve my quality of life um, for as long as possible to be, you know, a a badass 80-year-old lady slamming around weights at the gym. Um, Or more importantly, uh, just being able to walk or to sit comfortably, um, that kind of stuff, you know. All the good, all the good, unsexy bone density and uh, new neural pathways in the brain and sleep habits and all of the stuff that doesn't get enough attention in the health and fitness and wellness industry because we're so focused on the granular, right? We're so focused about uh, what exactly do I need to eat after this workout and how many exact reps and of what kind should I be doing for this workout and gosh, my walk today was only 20 minutes when it should have been 30 because now I won't get enough steps in and my watch says that, you know, I didn't, I didn't sleep well enough last night, but I was planning to get through this day of my plan. So maybe I can push that back. And will those things matter to me at 80? I like to think not. I really don't. (laughs) And so in those moments, when I am trying to align with my why, when I am figuring out what's it all for, because the day to day, the habits get pretty boring. Anything that you can do consistently to make it sustainable, which we know is important, those things all become pretty routine and pretty boring after a while. So zooming out allows me to realign with what's it all for. And if it's not serving that why, if it's not for anything, then maybe it's time to let it go. And I think ultimately that is the reason to figure out what your why is, whether that's, you know, your life's work, what you're planning to build, how you want to make people feel, what you want to leave behind, whether that's how you treat people in your relationships, whether that's how you maintain your relationship with yourself, whether that's what you choose to consume, you know, in media and culture and anything. You can apply this to anything. But The purpose of finding your why is so you know what's not serving that and you can let that go because you don't get endless time and you don't get endless energy and you deserve to be able to pour all of that back into yourself and uh, not, you know, not donate it to lost causes. So, so this is a big, big topic to wrap up and I, I definitely got a little more existential than I planned to. So thanks for following me there. If you're still listening, um, I would really, really love to hear your thoughts about this one specifically. I know my thoughts on this are kind of, kind of change day to day, minute to minute. So feel free to DM, uh, Carolyn and myself 
at fitliteratepod or, you know, if you've got maybe a voice note or a, a longer chunk of text that you want to make sure we don't miss, please, please, please shoot us an email at carolynv and G at gmail.com. It's in our Instagram bio too, if that helps you um, with the spelling, especially. It's a bit of a mouthful. Anyways, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I'm excited to talk more about this now that we've had time to kind of dive into it on a, a more... Um, micro level. <laughs> and if you, uh, if you get a chance to hang out with your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self today and take them for a nice little chat, um, tell them I say hi, and I hope they're both well. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, friends. <laughs>